a Keep Productive production. Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast. Interviews with professionals about how they use apps, software, habits, and routines every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. It is episode 54, and I'm very glad to be back with you. It's been a really lovely September. Well, no, it's bloody hell. I'm thinking too far ahead. It's been a lovely August, and I'm glad that September started. Um, We've had quite an exciting few features over the month of August, and this is actually probably going to be the last solo episode of 2019. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to say that probably hideously wrong, but we've interviewed so many amazing guests this last week, from Jill Duffy, who talks all about her research pieces into overworking. We're going to be interviewing Stacey Harmon. Actually, today, when this feature comes out, we're going to be talking to her about what tools she uses and Evernote hacks. We also chatted with Chris Dancy, who dives into Airtable and also the tools he uses as quote-unquote the most connected person in the world. And also Matt Ragland, who dives into bullet journals and offline productivity. So honestly, guys, you're in for a treat. If you don't have a friend subscribe now, it's definitely worth actually asking them whether they want to subscribe maybe just fling them the link in an iMessage. Um, I'm sure they'll really value learning about this. But of course, naturally, I appreciate all of the amazing listens that we get in every week. And before we dive in, I want to mention two courses to you that uh, I'll be pushing this month. The first is Notion Made Simple. Notion Made Simple is a course that is covering eight modules. We're actually going to be adding a ninth one. It's updated monthly. We dive into over 24 lessons and 24 bonus lessons about notion and how to really tame it and learn it from scratch you can join as a beginner intermediate and advanced level and it's really beneficial now you can find the link notionmadesimple.com and learn all about it there the second course i wanted to mention is a todoist course if you're looking to learn to do this from scratch all the essentials of todoist go and check out our go skills course it's brand new you can use productive 20 as a code to get a discount of 20 percent and you can check that out there so, well, I mean, I literally just talked about the courses, but we're actually talking about saving money in this feature. So I feel very hypocritical of mentioning even courses. But again, this is all about money saving when it comes to productivity software. We have so many subscriptions in our lives. And of course, we need to be able to understand which ones are producing us value and which ones aren't. So the thing that I want to talk about first is the experiences that we have in our daily routine of subscriptions. Like, subscription is a new model for paying for things. You may notice I'm looking over at the TV. The TV is a perfect example of that. I don't know, I know many people actually that have Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and probably in November we'll be getting Disney Plus. And all of those subscription services could be adding roughly about $30 or $40 per month additional to your experience. And it's the very same thing with productivity. Now, if you look, maybe you might not be paying for monthly, but yearly. For example, Todoist and Notion, Asana maybe for your team. You really do add up and work out how much you're really paying for these services. So the first exercise I do want you to do is to actually write down all the tools you use. And maybe that's you writing it down on a piece of paper in front of you or the application you're actually evaluating. For example, my one would be Todoist, Notion. Sanebox, maybe Missive. Next to it, I want you to put whether you use them for work or whether you use them for your personal life. Because I want you to scratch out the work ones. 
if you pay for it with a company account. Because I don't necessarily think that you, you, you'll be able to detect whether these tools are giving you enough value because you can actually go, okay, is this saving me a large amount of time? And you can evaluate that as an outgoing company cost. But the ones that say personal, for example, for me, I've got Todoist and Notion left and I pay for them yearly. You need to understand how much you're paying for. So I pay $29 per year for Todoist. I think it's about $60 per year for Notion. Now you can look, obviously, with it when, as I mentioned, with companies, when you run a company, it's easier to see how much time is saved. But the real metric that is in your personal life is stress, I'd say. is not necessarily, of course, it's a time saved, but not necessarily the performance improvement, but it's, it's the stress levels. It's reducing your stress levels. So sitting down with the applications you use, do can you outrightly say that these applications reduce your stress and improve your performance at home? For example, that could be being able to, uh, when you're coming out from the shops and somebody asks you for a receipt or somebody asks you, maybe you get an email in for a bit of finance or maybe a mortgage information, can you send them the right information at the right time? Is ease of access the important thing? Are you capturing stuff in the right effective way? Being able to evaluate whether a productivity tool really enhances your productivity is so very important. I do this on a two-month basis. I actually write down all of the tools that I use for work and for my personal life and go, are these tools still relevant? And are these tools still producing value for me? Because we've all seen like these productivity sites and we've seen, you know, oh, it's $4 per month, which is the cost of a uh, cup of coffee, which is totally true. But do you get the value of coffee coffee from it? So you need to be able to ask yourself that question. So being able to ask yourself that question will really improve your productivity because you'll then be like really judging a software based on the stress that it reduces from you. And you can always test this by running a mini experiment. And I actually did this with Evernote Premium. For example, I did a review about six months ago and I said, am I still using Evernote Premium effectively? Like, for example, am I taking advantage of these set features? Then I said, actually, I'm not. And I decided to run down the free account. But I, I said to myself, I'm going to give myself a month trial. I'm going to say, give myself 30 days to really react to the free account and see whether that was an important move. And actually, after that time period, I realized, yes, it, it is. It was. It was a good experience. I actually am still getting the same value and I'm not using the tools I was paying for. So being able to understand whether you actually effectively take advantage of the tools is very, very important. Now, there is obviously a an air there, an ear, an air of you wanting to support the company. And of course, that is also important. For example, if you, uh, for example, I pay for Todoist Premium. Um, I want to pay for Todoist Premium. I use the premium features. But at the same time, I have that sense that I want to pay for it to keep the service really strong and reliable. I think if I toned my use down, I probably could use free. But at the same time, I have that need or want to pay for the software because I know that if we, if I pay for the software, the sustainability of the product will be even better. So that is always something to consider. Now, one of the final things I wanted to mention to you guys 
is obviously the concept of having more than one productivity software. Now, let's take, for example, the application uh, that I, I was tempted to use called Calendly. I was obviously Calendly is free, but what I needed from it was the pro experience. But I then said, okay, yeah, but I'm still going to be using Google Calendar and Calendly together. So although I don't pay for Google Calendar, I'll be paying for Calendly. Now, of course, that's a real conversation we genuinely have. And I said to myself, why can't I combine that? And I actually remembered that the Woven team or the Woven product has much of those two features, the viewing abilities of Google Calendar and the scheduling, which I actually totally forgot about. Now, that is a decision that you can then make and actually reevaluate how you're paying for these tools. Now, for example, let's say you use and you pay for Trello and Asana at the same time. Like, should you be doing that? Could you combine it into one use? Or is it something that you must have? And the same again with other experiences like Dropbox Paper and, uh, for example, Notion. Could you just be channeling your use into Notion? So there was always that conversation in understanding the application and working out whether you're over-complicating things. Guys, this was a short episode, but I hope you enjoyed it. Please do let me know about how you're saving money on Twitter at Francesco Key at Francesco D underscore A-L-E-S or at Keep Productive. A big thank you, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this feature. Make sure to check out the courses and we will be back next week with John Zaratsky who will be talking about Make Time, his book, but most importantly, about the methodologies to saving time at home and at work. Anyway, guys, thanks so much and I'll talk to you guys next week. Are you a subscriber on the Keep Productive YouTube channel? If not, you'd love it. Software reviews and news. Just search for Keep Productive on YouTube for weekly videos. Thanks for listening to the Tools They Use podcast, a Keep Productive production. See you next time.